Hey everyone, it's me again. Um, I'm just here to read off some patrons. Like always, uh, we don't have many announcements for this week, or at least none that I can currently think of. If there are any, Dana will put them in the uh, show notes below. But until then, uh, until I see those, here's the this week's patrons. We did get a few new people since last time, so yeah, thanks. We really appreciate it. Yeah, here we go. So a huge thank you to Stuart Mumford, Chai Cherkoski, I think I said that right, Sarah Royer, Zax724, Kenneth Shaughnessy, The Soske, Stephen Jennings, SCP Archives, Robo Ghost World, Miss Chaotic Evil, Morgan Coburn, Tommy Fitzpatrick, The Bat Sammy, Cinder Soul, Hashtag Team Slurpee, Dwayne Miguesi, Hope Von Guten, Nick, S. Lee, Demon Cat Tally, Christopher Walker, Gideon Ebeling, and the rest of you who listen to our show. It, it is really, really awesome to just see support grow. Uh, and yeah, just I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Uh, it was definitely super fun to record as all the as they always are. But yeah, enjoy the episode. The following podcast contains material which may not be suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings are available in the show notes. Previously on Meddling with Monsters. Bill, why did you kill a mermaid? Well, had to. That's the law in Atlantis. Atlantis? We have a problem. All right, what happened? Dane got sucked into a mountain. You see that the map, actually, if you look down, uh, it has shifted. And it's actually, again, a view of the local area, except it kind of looks like one of those, you know, maps with the, the state lines drawn. And the state that you're in, Georgia, is already like some blood has filled it in. And then as you, you look across, you look over to your left, and then Tennessee fills in. And then as you guys kind of look around to your right, then Alabama fills in. And, you know, the ones that have not filled in are Kentucky and Virginia. So it has to be within visual range. Unless you know someone who can, like, control the weather. I, I don't I, think so. I kind of do, actually. Sort of. Something flies up. A shorter guy. He's dressed in, like, a, a brown leathery jacket. He looks a little bit utilitarian. But out of his back are coming these big, big leathery insectoid wings. Hey there, my name's Jimmy Garbanzo, Mothman extraordinaire. <laughs> Our lives do change so quickly. We have one set of plans and rules and assumptions about the world, all nice and neatly stacked in a way that seems unshakable until we are properly, thoroughly shook. 
This fact of life has become an utterly inescapable reality for you of late, Tempest. Almost to the point of parody. <laughs> Less than two weeks ago, you were a humble clam scientist. And now you stand next to a professional supernatural thief on top of a mountain overlooking six different states, hopefully seven soon if this plan works, next to a stone slate that's been turned into something vaguely fleshy after it absorbed a magical map that's been animated by the blood of said professional supernatural thief you are standing next to. Oh, and also, the Mothman is here. (laughs) Specifically, he is perched on the railing above the outcropped ledge of the mountain, his leathery wings now tucked behind his back, though still poking through a slit cut out of the leather jacket he's wearing. His large, bright, compound eyes beam back at you, and he is smiling a wide, friendly, if perhaps not quite trustworthy grin, as he extends a segmented arm and a fuzzy, claw-like hand to you. What do you do? I think Tempest's shock shows in every single thing about them, but like, I think on autopilot, they reach out and take their hand, take Jimmy's hand, and then like, after a solid few seconds of silence, they go, you know, when you said you knew Mothman, I was like 80% sure you were fucking with me. I really, really wish I had been. I don't know if you've picked up on this, but usually I joke about traumatic experiences to hide from them. That really makes sense. Oh, I see your, your chumming, uh happy personality hasn't changed a bit since we last saw each other, babe. That's great. He hops down. So, uh, so uh, who exactly do I have, uh, you know, uh, good to see I've made an impression. Who exactly do I have the uh, pleasure uh, of making a new acquaintance here? Tempest shoots Emma Glantz, goes, babe? And then <laughs> turns back towards Jimmy and is like, I'm Tempest. Nice to meet you. Oh, excellent. I always love to make new friends, new clients. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so, um, I, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't actually, uh, I'm surprised we haven't met before. I got a lot of, got a lot of contacts. Uh, you, uh, you, you new in town, so to speak? Something like that in literally all senses of the word, yes. Jimmy's grin gets wider when you say that. Oh, well, it's, oh, you know, it is such an absolutely fortunate thing that, uh, that your friend, uh, your friend here and, uh, we go, we go way back. It's fantastic. Oh, it's, it's great then that we get to meet each other. If you knew, you know, you're new to the whole scene and everything. Cause, uh, you know, you're in the right hands now. You got your pal, Jimmy. I can hook you, uh, you know, I can get you up with anything you might, you might need. Oh, this is, Em, uh, you're so fantastic. I love that you're always bringing new people my way. Em just looks deeply pained at all of this. Just puts her head in her hands. Jimmy. I just, uh, just give us what we need. And also, like, can you, can you, like, fucking for once have a bit, like, we are in a public place. You were lucky that no one is here. <laughs> I am just kind of, this is, this is an awkward scenario I've set up because I will do a lot of talking to myself. So okay. apologies for that in advance. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love oh, I mean, M, M, my dearest M, my sweet mmm. Please do not, like, I understand you may exactly have some misconceptions about me, but at the very least, I would have figured you would have assumed I was a professional. And he gestures around. He's sort of gesturing like like there's something up or around you. Do you look around, Tempest? I don't think their head moves, but I think because they, they, are, they are stock still, but I think they, they will fall, their gaze will follow. 
What you notice, there's almost a dome around you that is slightly shimmering. Mm-hmm. Please, you know, any business deals that I do, absolutely under the bit of secrecy. No one's going to see us out there. We are free to talk, do our business, commiserate, chat, get to know each other, <laughs> recollect how all do you, How do you do that? Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Wow, you really are new to the, Oh, this is fantastic. I get to teach you so Let's much go. stuff. Like, first week. His grin gets even wider when you say that. Em, upon seeing his grin get wider, is like, Jim, Jimmy, no, they are off limits. No. No, Jimmy. <laughs> Spray <Stop>. bottles. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy is visibly amused at seeing Em talking to Jimmy like a bad dog. Oh, okay. Interested in seeing how that's done. Let me, uh, oh God, I got, oh, this is great. I get to show you all. This is, uh, I love that I get to be your first time, eh, right? He kind of gestures at M. Let's not call it that. Oh, but that's definitely part of, oh, come on. It's going to be an experience. You got you to lean into it, my friend. Noted. There you go. Roll with the punches. <laughs> He's got a lever satchel on his bag. Mm-hmm. He does a few things. First, he, he takes the satchel off, roots around in the satchel a little bit grabs what looks like a rope and then he puts the satchel on the ground and then he goes and he ties the rope to the railing. Guys, it's just gonna take a sec. Don't worry, I'll be set up right quick. And then the bag is laid out on the ground. He holds onto the rope and he jumps into the bag. Oh. Christ, okay. And the bag, much like Cassandra's bag, does not have a bottom when he would expect it to have a bottom. <laughs> he dives down a bit and then he pops his head back up and he points a, a little claw M. You are not allowed to shut it on me this time. What the rope is for, you can't do it. No promises. <laughs> Once Jimmy is safely back in the bag, Tempest will turn towards Ev and go, I was going to say you could have warned me, but I don't think anything could have prepared me for that. Yeah, join the club. Babe? Em? I do not want to talk about it. Oh my god, you... Later. No. <laughs> no later. We are getting this done and we are leaving. If you Bye. dated Mothman, I have to know. <laughs> she it looks like she's trying to think of a return. She's just wait. too consternated right now. Tavis looks so surprised. It's like, wait, really? <laughs> um. <laughs> I... That was hyperbole. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, you've made some bad choices before, right? <laughs> Get it. Okay, fair. Also, also, I was liking you. I was liking you more, and that was directly correlated with how much less nosy you were being. In my defense, it is Mothman. You'll tire of him really quick. Don't worry, it'll get old. Oh, no, um, just, did you expect me not to be curious about Mothman? No, I mean... Again, I, I, you know, bad decisions. I was curious about Mothman too at one point, and I regret it deeply. <laughs> We're trying to hide how funny this is because obviously Em is not happy about it, but it's still very funny. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly, yeah, I just didn't know you were into dudes. It's complicated. It's really complicated. Okay, fair point. I was figuring I was figuring a lot about we were both figuring a lot about ourselves out. I see. I'm definitely not, although that's not the primary reason we're not dating anymore. Yeah, I 
I can gather that, honestly. Seems exhausting. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is everything I was hoping it was gonna be. Also, I'm waiting for that book from M being like, I dated Mothman. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, um, it was a strong t-shirt. It was a Christmas gift from Jimmy. Yeah. Mothman and me. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy comes out eventually and he's carrying like a he's carrying a few different things. He's got like a box under one hand and then like what looks like a small table. And then he sets the table out and spreads it out and it actually becomes like a it's sort of like a collapsible but almost slightly magical almost. Like it is smaller until he expands it and then lays out like a box. Alright, so uh so yeah, as you explained it to me, my dear, you uh you may happen to need something that can uh, modulate the weather as you're in need of a of a weather wizard as it is. Yes. Um, there's there's fog and we need to get rid of it and just you owe me, so just give me the thing and go. Oh no, but I got a I got so much other stuff I could offer. Like uh like uh, your friend here. Friend, you're new to the game, right? Yes. I bet you you've probably like you've probably had a few situations you could use, like a new object, is you know, new little item, new little trinket, new little toy, right? Come on. World of possibilities here. Give me a moment to process that. <laughs> All right. Don't worry. No, take your time. Make an educated, informed business decision. You can think of something you want. Your pal Jimmy here is going to have it. Don't worry. I got everything. That bag goes down really fucking far if you catch him adrift. Yeah, I figured because you could fit your whole body inside it. I'm going to need to get back to you on that. Uh, oh, it goes farther than that. Like, you know, I mean, I'm a bit of a small fry, so it can fit a lot more than this this, uh, this little frame here. I will point out, Jimmy's like maybe five feet. He's definitely shorter than both of you. He's about half the size of what you expect the typical Mothman of 10 feet size to be. Excellent. <laughs> I wanted Mothman Trans to rights. be at least as tall as Dan. <laughs> Too nope. bad. I mean, there's... This is a tiny I bastard, mean, there are, man. There's got to be more of them. More so, Mothman. Ask him about that. More Mothman. Yeah, Tempest is gonna because Tempest remembers that. Like, so the, the uh, are you the the Mothman? Are there multiple? I mean, there's multiple Mothmen, but there's only one Jimmy. So I am the Mothman in that regard. Gathered. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I am very interesting. A very correct observation for you. Was, you you strike me as an analytical type. Is that correct? Wonder where you got that impression. <laughs> oh, I see. I see why you hang out with them. They share your uh, razor sharp, razor sharp wit over there, uh, my my uh, my dearest. <laughs> well, this is. I mean, you know, I'm between you and me. Typical clientele I work with. Not a you know. Man's got to do business with where we can make money, right? You know, you got to go. You got to go where the money is. You got to go where the clients are. Uh -huh. Usually, I don't get to interact with you know someone as uh, I would say I'm more the the upper class of uh, of uh, intelligence in society such as yourself. This is a really big honor. I'm very very pleasure to meet you. Very glad we got to meet on this fine day out here. I can't tell if I'm supposed to be complimented or insulted, but okay. <laughs> I comp absolutely complimented. I am nothing if not sincere. Don't worry. I am a businessman of honor and esteem and above all else, clarity, directness, and honor. And conciseness. Um, do you have the fog thing? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> to Jimmy and I, I love, love it. this. <laughs> I love, I love Tempest. Savage. Oh, the, the fog. 
thing. Oh, the fog thing. Okay, so this is one thing we're going to have to improve a little bit with you here. You can't go around with such plain, boring language. You would, you would, I hate to admit this, my friend. I think you are better served with the analytics because, boy, how do you would not be able to sell products with calling them things like the fog thing. Pardon my ignorance. What would you call it? He digs around in his box a bit. Well, so you got to put a little bit of flair on it. He gets out a small box out of the box, and on this box it just says the defogginator. <laughs> God damn it. Damn it. I've never seen Phineas and Ferb, so the correlation is completely accidental. <laughs> oh my god! How is this? This is what you call uh, perfection. <laughs> this is what you call great minds thinking alike between Doofenshmirtz and Jimmy. Are they perhaps related? I wouldn't put it past them. Oh. Uh, I down this hill. Now I have blue on my hands. Now I got records on my fingers. <laughs> he pulls out the defogginator, and just so that we don't stay in one place for too long, we'll cut back to this in a bit. I think I want to start with Cassandra and Ashton okay. because they've got the least attention out of in the last session. So, um, please, I'm here for so, purely for fanfare. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're. Yeah. Uh, you just you just sit there and be pretty, okay? Yeah. No, Dana's um, not just pretty. Like looking at you. Okay, handsome then. Fine, semantics. No, he's no, never, never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> oh no, I think you should. First, has gotten so bad that Clyde has been reduced to calling his own character ugly. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so I guess. So Ashton, you are given, I, I think uh, you found some way, if I remember correctly in the last episode, you know, to like get their location or the find you thing. So you've brought Slurpee along with you, right? You grabbed up the other oh, stuff. Puppy. You got out of your house. Yeah. You drove up there. Um, how, yeah. Does Slurpee sit in the shotgun just for that image, I assume? <sighs> or do you have to try to hide her if you're going to be driving around in a public area? Yeah, I keep her in the back seat and she, she stays la- laying on the... Uh, in the lower, forgetting the word for it. The floor? Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> Love it when you forget the word for floor. It yes. So you lay her on the floor and you drive up. <laughs> I think you go as far as you kind of can. The trail that they're on is not accessible purely by car. So would you leave your car like by the side of the road or something, something like that? What would you do? He wants to find a parking lot that's like kind of full, but not really full. Okay. So to be the right balance of conspicuous and inconspicuous. Yeah, so that if like yeah, if Greenleaf people drive by, they're not like, "Hey, it's that car we're looking for." Yeah, it is still a bright red car, but yes. And I guess I'm questioning. Then do you bring the Slurpee stay in the car? Yes, she acts like a defense mechanism. Okay, okay, and I guess you know, Guard she's dog? probably trained. She's trained enough to like know to not be. And Slurpee, we have established his sentient and smart enough to probably know, like, you know, hey, I shouldn't make a scene of myself unless I have to. She is smarter than the average dog. She's probably smarter than Ashton. I mean, I didn't say she's smarter than you. I just said Ashton. <laughs> like, she would have at least thought to have taken care of the roadkill as we established. But that's only because that's only because Slurpee has an ability to get rid of the said roadkill. Uh, that's true. Ashton could do it if he was brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just thought about what that implies, and I think that's kind of what disgusting. <laughs> let's not let's not do vor. Let's not do vor. Let's move past. That. I wasn't gonna um, deal with vor, but I'm glad you did. No, you just deposited so, it into the void. Just exactly. called Dane yeah. over. <laughs> Ashton, you I assume, get out of your car and you start walking over to where Cassandra is. Yeah, Fair? just a light jog. Okay. Um, Cassandra, what does Ashton see when they get closer and arrive? Or what do they hear first, maybe? I don't know. So, at first, they hear Cassandra calling out for Dane. And, well, what seems to be a, a voice that has actual emotion in it. Oh, my. <laughs> You're going to give Dane. us an example? <laughs> Dane. Dane. They're, they're, you know, like, pounding their fists against the, the, wall, the wall and, like pausing they just stop and press their hands against the rock and Ashton can't hear it but they can see their lips moving and they seem to be trying to mother something look surprised and then look at their hands and it's like nothing nothing is happening and with that Ashton sees Cassandra like pull up their arm and pull the sleeve back and it's the arm with the chunk pulled out and they start to dig into the skin really hard to the point where they start bleeding okay you see this ashton there will be something we can resolve with cassandra but i you know you could call out to ask them to stop or something you see all this happening so what is your response as soon as he sees them inflicting self-harm, he will uh, actually like rush over and like try to not physically stop them, but like approach them and reach out to them and uh, be able to actually like speak and like make them aware that he is there. Hey, 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 there's no need for that. Hold on. Calm down. It's all right. At that. Cassandra, it seems like Cassandra is either ignoring Ashton or doesn't seem to hear Ashton at the heat in the moment and continue to do so for like another second or so before pressing their hands against the rock again in order and attempting to cast magic once more. So I want to get, before I resolve this, I want to get a certain visual. When you say you dig your hands into the skin with the sleeve, are you like trying to like get almost up under the the chip away and peel away at it or are you trying to like just scratch around anywhere on the arm um mostly going from like towards like to start at the wrist and then kind of just like going down to the elbow okay when you scratch a bit another chip comes off and when that little bit comes off you don't feel all of your like you don't that noise or whatever that disappeared for a bit that seems to correlate with you not having access to your ability seems to come back a bit but not fully so like how much do you keep taking off uh in response to that. Until the urge stops. Uh, okay. Then you just, de- I'll actually let you decide this. Uh, as long as you're, I can decide it for myself, but I'm giving you the option if you want to. How, every time you, you're going to keep chipping off more of your arm and more of it's going to get revealed, how, how much of Cassandra's arm is, is gone at this point and is replaced with that, you know, what's underneath you? Um, probably say from the middle of the forearm, which is about a good three to four inches. So the whole middle of the forearm like is around, gone? Around, around the whole middle of the forearm, yeah. Got it, okay. So you, you scratch that off, and I think enough of it comes back that you feel like you could do whatever step it is you want to do. And I think you're, you're able to do enough of that 
Um, cause Ashton, I'm going to say that maybe you're, uh, you've alerted in their presence, but you're not right up on them yet. So Ashton, upon seeing that, and then Cassandra is going to walk over and try to do a thing. I just want to know before I have Cassandra resolve their move, what does Ashton do in response to that? So after seeing Cassandra basically scratch out a large chunk of their arm um, in so little time, which is really worrying, he will try to get to them like as close as he possibly can to them as like quickly as he can and like just grab their wrists, the uh, messed up arm, and try to like shake them out of whatever the fuck is happening right now, both literally and metaphorically. Yeah, I think... Are we okay? I think this would be, might be a manipulate someone role. Does that feel appropriate? Yeah, that's not, that sounds right. That, that makes I was, sense. I yeah. was about to suggest okay. that. <laughs> um, yeah, so go ahead and roll plus charm. Do you say anything or are you just shaking them? He kinda, when he grabs uh, their wrist, he will like go, um. What? <sighs> Stop! And like just like shake them a little bit. I wouldn't expect anything super verbose. Ashen's not Dane, you know, he's not trained to calm Cassandra down, so he's that tracks, honestly. Um, so what do you roll? I rolled a five and a six, so that's 11. Damn, all right. Thank you, Google. Yeah, <laughs> and a 10 plus, if they do what you ask, they mark experience and get plus one forward. Uh, Cassandra, you're under no obligation to do this, though. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Ashton will see that Cassandra is in a very panicked state, very desperate look in their eyes, and will resist and try to pull their wrist away and continue going towards the cliff face. Okay. What are you trying to do to the cliff face? Basically just use a force of magic, you know, a, a good deal of, yeah. like, force to try to yeah. take out some rock, open it up, try to get to Dane. Okay. And also bear in mind, if you want, you can do your old little plus one to a minus one later if you want to, if this is really important to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, so make a note of that somewhere. Uh, so you're going to have a minus one to your next manipulate someone for a plus one here. So roll me plus weird. All right. Um, God, I'm just thinking of all the ways this can go wrong. That's an 11. Okay, bear in mind, you don't get a plus one forward or uh, experience because you did not do what Ashton said. Yeah. But what you're expecting to have happen is for like maybe the rock to slide away more or something. But that's not quite what happens. There is some of that, but instead it almost seems like the rock is alive a little bit. You can feel as it it opens up like a, like a hole in the side of the mountain kind of opens up, but not in a like crumbling away type of way, almost like the rock is stretching, like it's like it's flesh. It sort of resists a little bit against you, but you're able to like through your, your magical ability. And I assume, do we see black smoke come out? Like what mm -hmm. do we see visually from you doing? Just okay. like a lot of black smoke. Yeah, and I actually am gonna say some of it is actually leaking out of those areas of where, you, where you've chipped off more. So more of that risk. Yeah. Also, um, when Cassandra does speak in these like desperate moments, it is the double voice effect. Yeah. The same way it sounded when you were trying to convince, convince Dane. Dane. Yeah. <laughs> Again, unsuccessfully. As, <laughs> if, as if somebody, as, as if somebody was talking with Cassandra or getting yeah, words. Excellent. So that's probably even a little bit more um, interesting for you, Ashton. Uh, but eventually, what happens is after some resistance, the side of the mountain opens up, and again, it's that tunnel again. Yeah, so tunnels open. Ashton, you have not seen this happen at all yet, so react as you will. But uh, the two of you are left there standing with an open tunnel in front of you. What do you do? Oh, what the fuck? What the hell? All right, well, <clears throat> let's 
he he takes acknowledgement of the giant fucking cavern that just opened up. And he's like, well, that's neat. Anywho, best friend. <laughs> and will try to, like, put himself within Cassandra's line of sight. Like, in, yes. in front of them and, like, literally shaking them. Cassandra, what are you doing? Stop it. Cassandra will, like, shove Ash. No, I don't. Can fucking try. Like, try to, try to shove it. It's like, let go of me. Where's Dane? Where did he actually go? It's in your fucking face. He was dragged in. Okay, then we'll save him later. Now is not the time to go in unequipped where we ourselves could die. What's the point of saving Dane if we're not even alive to say thank you? Or he's not alive to say thank you to us? <laughs> I love that. I'm not sure if that makes that. sense, actually. I'll explain it later. I love Ashton so much. <sighs> Just leave him there. He's the only he's the only person I have. But no. It's okay. He's going to be fine. We're not just gonna leave him there. Dane can eat Charybdis. So I'm pretty sure he can fend for himself inside of a mountain. You know him, he's strong, he's uh he's pretty tall. He has some nice hair. That'll be fine. <laughs> Just, you don't need to go to such extreme measures. There's no, there's no point. I know that you want to save your friend, but what you're doing right now is stupid. Oh, I love Ashton. <laughs> that, uh, Cassandra Strupp's struggling and just like, and looks up to Ashton, and Ashton can see that they're a mix of emotions in their face, terror, desperation, and the most expressive they've really seen Cassandra at this point. You're right. Shit. I know. <laughs> on, the, on that note, unless there's anything anyone really needs to do, I think it's actually very appropriate then to cut to Dane in, in the belly of the beast once again. As a reminder for context where we left you, Dane, you were basically helping a bunch of, helping maybe a little bit too strong, but uh, against your will, we're aiding a bunch of these coal miners that are literally made out of coal in transporting what seemed to be just a bunch of coal um, further down into the mine, down a track. Now, I will say... Um, just for a bit of context, if you look back, you don't see like you're not seeing you don't see the original tunnel, you know, right. opened up from where Cassandra's. You are somewhere deep in this thing at this point. Everything is black, save for any of the light coming off of uh, any eyes you have open, and it's a red light still. Dana looked down at the hand. <laughs> Fucking hell. Surrounded by coal. Fucking coal. This is horseshit. No, it's coal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do that. 
<laughs> I wanted to be really mean. I would have made it horseshit. <laughs> I need to find him. Whatever direction that he was coming from, he's going to go that way. Okay, now this is intriguing. What are you attempting to accomplish here? Um, basically, to find out where he came from at the moment and potentially find whoever was responsible for this and uh, make them pay. And then if they come into contact with another individual in which they had just recently seen in their flashback, if you will. Yes. Um, beat them up too. Yes. Okay, so you are trying to find... Something. I'm trying to summarize this into something. You're trying to find something to smash. Is that yes. accurate? Oh, yeah. Dane just okay. Dane wants to find something to beat up. Okay. And for the audience's sake, I don't know if Dane would immediately notice this. You would notice if you paused to reach for them or anything, you would notice that you don't have your hammer or sword on you currently. Yeah. yeah they probably would. Like, as soon as they get oriented, they'll like, their hands will go like casually to rest on their weapons and then find yes. not find them there and just, are you fucking kidding me? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> the next living creature I see, I will tear them flat tear the flesh from their bones. Now I'll use them as a weapon next. I'm a beat a dude with another dude. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. <laughs> Dane will kind of Dane will have that uh, will actually physically mime out that conversation you'll have in your head just be like find something smash find weapons hmm but literally it's him in the cavern just going hmm find my weapons or beat something up both (laughs) (laughs) okay so you are trying to Find who has your weapons and kick the shit out of them. At this moment, yes. Okay, so this is actually a fun uh, new custom move that is for this arc, which is called the Heart's Maze. When you attempt to navigate through the mines, state where you are trying to go and roll plus sharp. Uh, If you are traveling with a group, select one of you to be the group's navigator. The navigator will roll for the whole group. It is just you currently, Dane, so you need to... We've stated where you want to go. You're going to try to find your weapons and kick the shit out of whoever has them. <laughs> well then, let's uh, see what this brings upon me, huh? Yes, the roll plus sharp. And, I have, a, and I have a minus one. So that would yes. make this six. <laughs> Wait, is this, is is this that a, an experience point? <laughs> it is, unless you spend a luck point, which I don't know at this rate that you can afford to do if you keep dying like this. Nope. <clears throat> Let me suffer. Um... All right, so I will read off on a miss. The maze confounds and entraps you. Your group is separated, um, or in this case, you're just lost. You don't know where you are or how to get out, and there are things in the dark coming for you. I think this is what happens. I envision you just kind of stomping through the cave. No discretion, just like trying to find everything. Uh, And you head down a path for a bit, and you're not really able to find anything. And then you reach a dead end and then you turn around and you're like, well, fine. I am going to just walk back the other way and find, uh, you know, another side passage or something. one of the ones you've encountered, you turn around. And as you turn the whole mountain, the whole mine seems to move and, and like it shakes and, and you lose your footing for a bit. And when you pick yourself up and you look back, 
um, where this bend was just um, you know a straight passage back to where it connected, there's now two passageways going in either direction. And actually from down both of them, you hear lots and lots of footsteps. And you know, if you turn back, you have nowhere to, to go back to. And you uh, don't have your weapons, you are severely outnumbered, and you're in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> so what do you do? Dane, at this moment, will kind of do that thing that the characters and actors do or whatever in, in movies. They'll just kind of take his fist up to his jaw, to his chin, turn it one hit, crack it. Other fists. It makes a, a more gravelly pop this oh, time because yeah. of the way your body is. <clears> and now. then Dane does it the other way. And then Dane will see if his mouth will still open, aside from the one. Ooh. Yeah. This is actually has the potential to be really fascinating. So I think what I need you to do, just just to get them to open, you're trying to summon a creature into the world, yes. technically, mm-hmm. right? Trying to summon. So roll me a use magic roll here. Hey, that's a that's a twelve. That's a twelve. All right, yeah. So you, um, in <clears throat> fact, I'll let you have a little bit of freedom here. The mouths open again, mm-hmm. whichever one you wants to open, and you know the teeth and the tongue flicker out. Uh, how do they look different now with what you are? They're all, all the eyes are glowing red. And we'll say that rest is up to you. Um, glowing the red, but I think almost like the teeth themselves, instead of being like that crook coal, like the rest of it, it's just kind of like almost crystalline. Like obsidian maybe? Yeah, like almost, yeah, yeah. kind of like jagged and sharp. And the tongues themselves are like, I almost want to say like, you know, those like candies, the big like, taffies and stuff that have like the little nerds yeah. on them and stuff. They kind of look yeah. like that, but just like spotted with like those same like crystalline structures yes. on Dane. When that happens, Dane is going to smirk to themselves. Look at the two passageways. <laughs> you want to fuck with me? Oh, I'm fucking ready. Dane will reach up, take the little pink headband, if it's still there or whatever would be. Just for the comedic sake, yes, it's, still it's the there. only it's the thing yeah, that yeah, didn't lost. get turned to coal. Dane will take the pink headband and let his coal hair down, I guess now. Yeah. And stuff it into the closest semblance of a pocket or just hold it really tightly in his hand. I think you could, like, yeah, you hold it tight in your hand or you could, like, try to clamp it on another part of your body. He'll tie it around his hand. The, yes, t- take yes. the hair, hairband or, like, and put it around his hand. And uh, he will. Uh, get ready on like all fours and let all the tongues flicker out and let every mouth open and just like let's feed tonight yes 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 it's it's beautiful (laughs) and terrifying now bear in mind it hasn't affected any of your rolls yet you just still have minus one on going that's fair but it looks kick-ass as shit oh it looks fucking kick-ass as shit you're just uh, you're outnumbered and cornered which is not something Dane is utterly unequipped to handle so um and that if that's the case uh, Dane is going to because Dane is a prideful motherfucker and not smart Dane is gonna sit there at the crossroads and take both sides on at, at the same time if he can. Yes. Me hurting inside. <laughs> Back against the wall like a cornered animal. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to, we'll cut back to this in a sec. We'll cut over now to Jimmy. <laughs> to and, Jimmy. Um, and Tempest. Oh my God. Yeah, no, so you got to have a little bit of flair. And you can actually tell this object looks like it is 
old and potentially like magical and special. And Jimmy has like written defoginator on it. Please tell me it's in Sharpie. Or or does he have a label maker? Yes, he's got a label maker. The man has everything. Excellent. I'm imagining there's like a Sharpie smiley face next to the word. Yeah, you gotta have a little bit of flair, um, you know, when Avatar, the, 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 whatever you called it, uh, wouldn't exactly, you know, hold up, but, uh, yeah, no, that's actually great. I've been uh, been looking for a buyer for this thing. A little bit of a niche item, but it seems like you're all in a little bit of a niche circumstance. And he actually glances over to the slate. Ah, oh, well, still getting up to old hijinks, huh? I'm, uh, I, I don't know what it is. That's not like a subtle fact. I just, you know, you're always doing weird ass shit. To be fair. Bad ass shit, to be clear. We were never into that. But, uh, <laughs> to be fair to M, you are literally a moth man. What's... Like, what's your bar for weird? Oh, don't worry. We can, there's, there's plenty more weird where this came from. Do not worry. Exciting. Oh, absolutely. I am nothing if not exciting. Do not worry about that in the slightest. All right. So, uh, so this one, because I am a man. And he kind of does the thing of taking his sort of three-pronged claws up to his, his chest a little bit. Kind of leaning over. Because I am a man of my word. This is, uh, you know, it's part of the bargain. Um, this one is, uh, this one is on, on the house, so to speak, I guess, you know, in exchange for previous... I think it was a big wink. ...services rendered. I don't know what a wink looks like on compound dies, but he tries to give whatever the equivalent of one is. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Does he have eyelids? It's just a membrane going over it. Yeah, yeah probably something like that. God, but, but you, my friend, you know, you are, you are new, new to the game, new to the scene. You do not want to be, I promise you, uh, M... For all of her, uh, all of our little lovers' spats, she will agree with me on this. You do not want to go out there unprepared. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but they are off limits, Jimmy. Oh, no, 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 no. You let them speak for themselves. They are an analyst. They are an individual of science, it would seem. They are allowed to make rational selections for themselves. Do not let them... He turns to you, Tempest. What do you want? This, uh, this little sourpuss over here is going to try to talk you out, but I can hook you up with some stuff. You know, you got to need something out there, right? You know, I have definitely got to think that over, but it's something I'll have to think about more. I'm not sure if I have the money to pay for what you're asking. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. There are alternative forms of payment besides simply cash. We can abs- We can arrange a payment plan. We can do plenty of things. Do not worry. Money will not be an issue if you pal Jimmy. Is this the kind of give up your true name or your firstborn shit? Because I'm going to be honest, not very interesting. Oh, no, that's, that's not particularly interesting to me. Don't worry. I don't really care about kids. Good. Because I'm not having any. But look, that's... Ah, you and me both there, friend. <laughs> God, can you imagine a bunch of little calipitas running around and have to fucking do that bullshit? <laughs> going to be a pass for now, I think. Until I've thought about it. That's totally fair. You could certainly call Jimmy up and every time. Yeah, exactly. I and they can't think of anything that they think that they would need. All right. Um, that's fine. Oh, uh, well, you know, absolutely. Again, you can tell you got a very analytical mind. I know you need to think, need to process. I'm sure you will eventually come to the correct conclusion, which is, you know, doing business with your old pal Jimmy here. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, all right, good. I'm going to take that, you know, uh, individual a few words. I can respect that. 
Kenya. Em <laughs> <laughs> is mildly amused every time you take a jab at Jimmy. <laughs> All right, Jenny, you gave us what you wanted. Um, or gave us what we wanted. And uh, we're square now, okay? You don't know me anymore. Um, this defoganator will cover it, I guess. Um, now please leave. <laughs> oh, but it's been it's been so long since we've got to communicate. Like, come on, I bet's like uh, I bet you got some fun stories to tell. I bet your friend has had some encounters. I bet your friend's got some questions. Isn't that true? I mean, Jimmy, the only thing, like you know, I don't just sell uh, don't just sell goods and uh, services. I got news, you know. I got stories. We could talk for a little bit longer. You know, I've been been a long time since we got to see each other. I bet you know we got some con- conversating to do. <laughs> Oh God, uh, Tempest looks visibly very interested, but also M does not want Jimmy around any longer. Yeah, so <laughs> what does not... Tempest do? Oh God, they, yeah, they look know. a little pained, but I think they think that valuing the relationship with M is more important than chatting with Jimmy. There will be time to chat with Jimmy later. You're learning. That's yeah. what that's what they're thinking. I'll damage the relationship with M later once I've built it up a little bit more to be secure. <laughs> yes, of course. Exactly. <laughs> Jimmy looks a little disappointed. Like, ah. Well, you know, I guess guess we're just all business here. You know, I suppose I have to respect that as a respectable businessman like I am. Mm, maybe um, next time. Gathering. Oh, absolutely. And there absolutely will be a next time, Doc. Do not worry about that. Your friend, your friend Jimmy will always be around whenever you need him. Anytime. Call me up yeah. day and night. Love's a nocturnal. It'll be chill. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Did, did I mishear or did he call them doll? Because they, they, they he were, might have. I don't know. I'm talking I, too fast I to know every word that's I coming out of my heard, mouth. I either heard doll or pal. One of the two. I would say he said his old pal, Jimmy, if that's what you're saying. He okay. might have called you doll, though. I don't yeah. know. Uh, because they, they would look a little bit like, don't you don't fucking know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's very much, you know, a stranger's just a friend you haven't made yet. And also mm-hmm. a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, you know, um, you know, I guess I, I do got to be moving on. I think it's actually pretty great timing, you know, that you uh, that you called me here. I actually do have some business with someone else, uh, you know, making some more exchanges. I uh, guess I can go see them. Well, it is a little, you know, little disappointing. We didn't get to talk longer, but like I said, you know, you got you got ways to contact me. He leaves you, um, definitely leaves you uh, oh, he has a, card. a card, right? Yeah, it's a, he has it's a absolutely. Card. It's got a it's got a number on it and everything. The most uh, ostentatious you know, fucking Jimmy thing. Jimmy Garbanzo, Mothman Extraordinaire. <laughs> Wheeler and dealer. Oh my god. Of course it does. Alright, so uh um actually, you know, hey, as a as another demonstration of the types of services I can offer, I can show you a fun little trick here before I head out. Uh, and he takes the bag up off the ground and he stuffs everything back into it. And then he does something which when he does it, you kind of half wonder, like, oh yeah, that would be a thing. I wonder what would actually happen if you did that, but you've never thought about it with Cassandra's bag. I assume not. He turns the bag inside out <gasps> over his head. He takes the bag, holds it over his head with one strap in the other arm, and then he just sort of proceeds to like go into it, but the other way. And what happens next is very, very strange because in the same way that you slightly saw a weird effect when he made the table bigger, like there's a spatial anomaly of some sort happening. Your brain cannot wrap itself properly around what's happening. It's like looking at a tesseract, but he sort of goes into it and then the whole bag like almost folds in on itself and he's gone. And the two of you are alone there. Holy shit. 
I think okay, Tempest takes a solid few seconds and goes, sorry for being rude to your uh, ex, I guess. Oh no, God, please do more of it. I almost wanted to keep him around just so you could keep dunking on him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like I said, I, I once sold six months of my life to someone in exchange for a tank of gas and it was still a better decision than dating Jimmy. They, I think they're like, they're like, they're trying to cover a laugh with their hands. Like, I swear I will not tell anyone about this, but, but you have to tell me why. Why I dated him? I mean, like, there must have I been a know. reason. I was... Uh, oh, we'll have a drive back. I'll just take care of the, the fucking... And she, like, puts up big air quotes. The defogginator. Can we just get rid of this? <laughs> I think that's, that's the point where they break. <laughs> they're just... They're, they're just giggling. I'm so sorry. Thanks. Yeah. It's all right. We got what we needed. Honestly, that was one of the less unpleasant conversations I've had with him. That's so sad. Yup. And she goes over to the top of the ledge and she opens up the box and actually inside the box is a little paper slip with some instructions on it. Did you look at the instructions? I mean, I think Em's just going to try to work them. Okay. Um, the instructions basically say, place the opening of the box towards area to be defogged. Um, <laughs> open box, close box once defogging is sufficient. <laughs> They're not particularly refined instructions. I love that shit. <laughs> okay, great. Hell yeah. This is magic. So M, uh, I think maybe there's one other thing, like open the box and then like, you know, tap the sides or twist the dial or something. And so... M twists the dial, opens up the box, and it's kind of amazing. Um, you see around you, like the landscape around you, literally it looks like the fog is just getting sucked up off of the surrounding area into the box, and it just starts pulling in more and more and more. M actually, sh- I see her carrying a backpack around. That seems like her personality. Mm-hmm. She roots in the backpack, grabs a pair of binoculars and tosses them to you. It's like, all right, look that direction. Keep looking. And eventually this thing will turn once it's clear enough and then we could stop. Okay. They will oblige. Yeah. Um, you do that and you're kind of looking, looking, you're watching as the fog gets clearer and clearer. And there's not really a distinct, like, you're not like, oh, that's, uh, you know, Virginia or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a point and I'm like, all right, good. She closes the box. I don't know, is there like... Should we put the fog back? Do we? I don't even. I'd have to look we at this. We should put the fog back. Okay. Once we're done with it. I mean, it. you're like the scientist. I assume that'll fuck with something, right? Uh, it's best to assume don't fuck with weather or environment when possible. Oh, we're way past that, but all right. Um, or unfuck it, I guess. Uh, okay. Um, well, I'm just gonna try this, and she turns. She turns the dial the other direction. <laughs> And opens it up. She almost falls back a little bit because there's like a bit of a force mm-hmm. when just all the fog starts pouring back out. And amazingly, it somehow goes back to the, like it takes a, you know, almost a minute, but it starts going back to where it once was. Well, we just... Jimmy's an asshole, but his stuff works most of the time. We just ruined some fork, some like weatherman's day. Okay, um, 
They're wrong half the time anyway. It's not going to be honest. So what happens now? She looks down. You guys see the slate, the the sea, the states. All of the states are turned, are you know changed colors. All you know, all the arrows are lit up, and then slowly from the edges, the sort of weird fleshy nature of the slate starts to retreat until it retreats more and more to the middle, and then it starts to kind of peel up, and it's the map again. And now, kind of again, I don't know if you ever. I think you saw the map at some point, Tempest. But before the yes. map basically showed her a ring of um, teeth somewhere out in the ocean. Now what it shows is it shows a sort of a map of the area, the mountain around you, which you're standing on, kind of the the system of mountains that you're standing on. And you see at the center of one of the the hills, which is the one, you know, closer to to Portera, there's a big heart, uh, like like an anatomically correct heart, um, but made out of, you know, sort of outlined in the the blood as all the, instead of ink as it is here. And the heart is like slowly beating um, and coming off of the heart are just dozens and dozens of lines which you intuit are are veins in in the way that this is drawn and they're constantly like shifting around a little bit has anyone played the game control Uh, video game control i watched you stream a little i know what you're talking about though sometimes you should look up what the original map for control looked like because it was a bit of a disaster they refined it god bless them but like it was trying to show like multiple levels of things and it did like it was so confusing this looks a little bit like that in that it's kind of hard to understand because it's like a 2d representation however um you're able to like it, it is showing you a layout of how the mountain is is shifting somehow the flesh map it's still not that much less gross that's my blood you're talking about to be fair oh you don't have to call my blood gross. If it's on a weird magic map that feels like flesh, it's a little bit gross. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit gross. She rolls the map up. All right. Mission accomplished. I'm going to say at this point, you guys got an early start to the day, but you drove to the library, were there for a few hours, and then you drove up here. So we're definitely, I would say, probably in the, like, 2 p.m. Does that feel about right to folks? That seems right, yeah. Yeah, this is all happening probably while a lot of the stuff with Cassandra and Ashton Dane is happening, so. All right, do we, like, um, I don't know, maybe we should call the Evers or something. What do we do? We're just going to drive back? Uh, I still want to talk to that miner if we can, uh, but, yeah, we right. should probably touch base. We were gonna, you were going to go by that place or whatever it was called, right? From the yeah. Village? Are you okay? You cool? Roll investigate a mystery. Ooh. Aha, I'm smart. That's a nine. You can ask me one question. Uh, would what happened here fit in this situation? It absolutely would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm fine. Just, uh, you know, have to see my ex. Not the, not the best. Um, you know, whatever though. Um, yeah, no, you can, we can go by there. You can, you can go in, um, talk to the folks and we'll come back out and figure out where the guy is what she says it's a little bit strange because she emphasizes you can go in she does not Mm -hmm. want to go in yes um they noticed and you also remember you know m was perfectly fine when you were first meeting you know zara earlier and they were talking m's whole mood shift happened when zara's like oh you should come by the quote-unquote interfaith center Mm -hmm. m has mentioned you you were there when the you know the quote-unquote homophobia uh is it that common (laughs) Yeah, now you're putting two and two together. So in her mind, I think she hears that word and she thinks probably something like church and she does not want to go inside one of those. For reasons, which actually we've kind of established this about Tempest. You have pretty nice parents, right? You have a good relationship with your family. 
Yes. So maybe this isn't something you've encountered as much before personally. Tempest has not encountered this personally, but they are trans and have friends who are trans. So. So I think you know that like M has had some bad experience in a religious circumstance and does not want to go inside anything that's remotely correlated with being a church. Okay. Yeah, I I can handle that. Great. You going to be okay? I'm gonna be fine. Just let's let's go. It's been a long day, and now we gotta kill a mountain or something. Yeah, how the fuck are we gonna kill a mountain? I don't. I. Uh, I mean, it's a heart, so we could just dink and eat it, right? <laughs> I was under the impression it was more metaphorical. As she's putting the map up, she opens it up again. I don't know. It actually looks like a heart. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. I mean, last time it was all about the ocean's teeth, and there was actual literal teeth, so... Well, there's a monster with teeth. Well, maybe it's a monster with a heart. Lots of things have hearts. Uh, Whatever. We'll figure it out. So that would include monsters. (laughs) (laughs) It it just doesn't mean... It just doesn't narrow it down that much. No, I know, but, like, better than nothing. At least we have something to go off of. We can go talk to your... uh, you know, your lead or whatever, and we'll figure something out. Yeah, sure. Okay. Now, uh, I think we're going to cut to Ashton and Cassandra because I want to know what the two of you would be doing. That's up to Cassandra, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Cassandra's going to be like, so what the fuck are we going to do? All right. All right let's all figure it out. So. Also, could you let go of me? Oh, yeah, sure. And he, he'll <laughs> let go and like kind of just like look at his hands and just kind of like rub them off on Cassandra's oh, like, sleeve. Because <laughs> right. you have like some dust or something on them, right? No, it's just that he was holding Cassandra. Oh, okay. okay. Human touch. Cooties! <laughs> 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 Massive dork. Okay, keep going. Right, so... All right, Dane's down in that there mountain. We need to go get him out, but not right now. So, yeah, we're not going to go right now. Because one, we are split up. I'm pretty sure we can't do just two of us. Though I have seen you do crazy shit. I, I, I mean, fuck, I think you could, like, destroy a continent. I don't know. <laughs> Not really sure. I haven't tried. Uh, which continent did you try to destroy? No, no, I said I haven't tried. Oh, I thought you said you did try. Okay, but if you had to pick, what <laughs> continent would you destroy? <laughs> we don't have time for stupid questions like this. You're right. I'll get an answer out of you later. So, all right, so Dane is down there. <laughs> We need to meet up with Cassandra. Not yet. No, you're Cassandra. Um, sorry, my bl- my brain's just all over the place right now. We need to meet up with Tempest and M. You called her M. Oh Look my at you. god! The sheer shock of all of our faces. Honest question, this was an accident. Yes. I want to see Ashton catching himself like, M, no, it's greeny. I have to, I have to keep up you with the theme. Didn't hear that. 
You didn't hear that. I didn't say that. I heard every single word. You will tell nobody. I will tell. <laughs> I swear to God. What, what are them. you going to do? I can tear you apart easily. I'm going to make you reek of onions for the rest of your life. I could probably like get rid of that. I'd like to see you try. I once put that on a man who was trying to sacrifice people to bring back some kind of eldritch monster that wanted to have children's parties. It was like a very... I didn't really understand. I was just paid to do it. But, you know, I put it on him and, like, you know, he was in jail for a while. Anyways. He's very lonely. What? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Where was I? We're going to meet... With the other two. <laughs> Fuck you. We need to get our thoughts together, our, what we found and all that jazz. Then we need to go out and make sure we have everything together. And I think we should do at least one excursion, some kind of way to get down there, get Dane out. Right? We can't go and kill it. I don't think immediately. I think we all need to be at full battery for that, and I feel like Dane might be kind of drained fending for his life in God knows what. Does he get tired? Sometimes. Okay, so he'll probably take a nap. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got in my head right now. I'd love to just imagine that scene of just being like, yeah, Dane's probably going to be tired, you know, fighting for his life. Smash cut to Dane laughing his ass off, just destroying. Just, <laughs> just like <laughs> blowing. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It is Dana with a quick mid-break for this week. Just a couple of quick announcements. The first is a quick reminder that if you would like to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash meddling. And as a fun little thing for our $10 per month tier subscribers, we are adding a new sticker. Our previous sticker was the adorable little Slurpee sticker, um, but we now have a very exciting design, which is clam science themed. So I hope you all really enjoy that. Also, we have about three to four episodes left in this arc. And at the end of that, what we're going to do is have a mailbag episode. So we posted about this on Twitter. But if you would like to submit questions, you can do that either by tweeting them at us with the hashtag meddlingpod or with emailing us at meddlingwithmonsters at gmail.com. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Other than that, I think we are good. The next episode should be out on time on July 20th. As a heads up in advance, episodes 15 and 16 were both really long, uh, really good, but really long recording sessions. So those might be delayed a little bit, but I will update you guys as we go. And I am really looking forward to getting all that content out to you guys. It's really good stuff. I'm really happy with how it's been turning out so far. All right, that is it for me for this week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. So, um, Cassandra and Ashton, like, what is the plan? Is it just literally to call the other two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, you know, reconciling time differences, I imagine that this occurs somewhere around the time. Who would, whose number would you call just out of curiosity? Tempest or M's? You know they're together. 
don't all speak at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the brain particles, uh, the brain um, cells. Uh, Cassandra, Cassandra called M. Favoritism. Okay. I am striving. The her phone rings. I was like, oh, speak of the devil. Uh, hey, we were just about to, to call you guys. Uh, you guys are driving back at this point. Mm-hmm. Cassandra will put it on speaker. What's <laughs> so- up? Uh, yeah, so uh, good good news on our front. We we got the map real solved. We're going to go. Tempest is going to go in a church or something and then get us a lead to talk to someone else. That's, uh, How are y'all doing? It's doing all right. Uh, besides the fact that uh, uh, Dane, Dane's missing. That's right. Yeah. Dane's uh, kind of got eaten by a mountain. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey Cassandra, Magic. you wanna you wanna you wanna explain that I'm gonna busy to the part you know, where you're driving. all right, but Dane has been eaten. And expand on that, please. Right. Uh, Dane got pulled into the mountain. The mountain had opened up, and it pulled him in. And there's something going on with it. There's something. Something stranger than we've thought before, considering that the rock felt fleshy. Weird, weird that that keeps happening. Um, so so what? Why are we? Are we going in? Are we? Do do we have a plan? Anything? Well, uh, thinking of meeting up first, and uh, you know, putting our resources together and try to formulate a kind of a strike into the uh into the mountain though uh that's gonna be interesting getting in because uh good old friends greenleaf seem to have uh occupied a great deal of it but he got eaten by the mountain right is he he... is whatever ate him open still i opened it back up all right that's a start I'm assuming we're not going to go talk to Gus, then? Who's Gus? He's a, a lead, uh, one of the original miners who was involved in the first collapse. I uh, uh, figured we could get some information about what happened out of him. Uh, well, we could always talk to Gus afterwards because really we need to go in and get Dane out. We're not going in to kill it as but much as that pains to... me. If if do we think Dane will be okay because we don't if we don't know what we're doing as much as I hate to say this if we don't know what we're doing we're just going to end up with whatever happening whatever happened to him happening to us and I personally am a lot more fragile they are thanks look I mean we're just I'm trying I'm, I'm agreeing with you like <laughs> gotta be careful Dana's definitely this, like Dana's the strongest out of all of us my feelings ow no please spare them <laughs> no <laughs> I won't <laughs> Can we please... Cassandra, you're the one who knows him. What... What do you think? 
He's gotten out of things before and doesn't going to make me stop worrying. Okay. Trying to think about this logically. If we go in now, what do we know? What do we have? We got the map. That's a pretty solid start. We have the map. Probably how makes navigating in it easier. Do we know what we're fighting? What it does? How to harm it? In any way. Cassandra, you would know the most, like you you have seen the most out of anyone, although albeit not too much other than a, a hand coming out of the eye. You would also know from the footprints, right? That there seem to be things traveling in the tunnels, yeah. humanoid sized things. I see, yeah, I'm just like Cassandra would be explaining the, uh, yeah, the assumptions of uh, things traveling through the tunnels and the hand and Dane turning into coal. <laughs> Is that enough for us to not die doing this? Can't guarantee that. There can always be something that pops up. Stuff that we don't know, but it's kind of how, pretty much how it is. I obviously not experienced enough to make this call, but I would really prefer we have more information. Um, Cassandra, do you have a way to like, I mean, we could circumvent a lot of this. Can we talk to Dane? We did do that before. Yeah, Yeah, now I will say this is actually an important thing I want to note mechanically. There's actually a move for the spooky called telepathy, which lets you just sort of do that. I think if you were to do it in your current state, Cassandra, you would probably have to have some sort of tool or that would be a little bit more of of a procedure. Like last time you were kind of were able to do it too, but it would definitely be a role. It would not be a default thing you were able to do. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so Cassandra would be like, I have a way. It's not. It's it's not guaranteed, but it's something. It's better than calling his phone. Give it a shot. Right. All right. Uh, Dane, um, you hear the sounds of footsteps and of what sounds like metal scraping against the walls of the the tunnels. And soon enough, as it's very dim, uh, I think you're not going to get a good sense of being able to see these folks until they're right on top of you. But soon enough, like probably, a, I'm going to say at least a dozen or more of these coal mining figures start to pour out of both the tunnels and they start to just reactively start coming at you with their pickaxes and with, you know, their shovels and their bodies and they're starting to throw themselves at you. What do you do? Dane will start ripping and tearing till it is done. <clears throat> Doom soundtrack place. Um, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, FG division. Right. Um, the ones that come closest to him will just kind of like instinctively, uh, not dodge, but kind of like actually like charge in at the first hit and try and like wrestle free this closest semblance to weapons that he can the shovel and a pickaxe or whatever and just start swinging like no intention in mind just getting out anger i think you need to roll kick some ass obviously okay uh that would be a 13. yeah okay so you get to pick one extra effect um i would like to cause more harm (laughs) all the harm harm, all the harm Yes. So they, um, I'm going to say this since there's a lot of them, how much harm do you cause in total then? 
three. It's three if I do the additional because I'm not. I can't. I'm not attacking with my weapons. That so is true, is right? And but you do still get life drain. From yes, them, don't you? Mm-hmm. So it's all right. Three. I'm gonna say there's a lot of them, and they are, as you will see, kind of the main defense mechanism here. So you would, we would have taken four harm, which would be pretty fucking devastating because there's a there's a shit ton of these guys, and they are they are strong. But you take only one at this point because right. which is reduced, life drain, right? Which is reduced. Uh, because, however, all right. Oh, because of what? Immortal. Because of fucking what? Because no, because of the immortal thing that I took. Sorry, I, I sounded more pee doctor. <laughs> than I sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'm not trying to min max on my promise. <laughs> I know you. I know you are, dear. Um, okay, this is what I'm gonna. Can I do this? Uh, do it. Do it to me. I think Can't. what happens is you are fighting over all of them, and you. You do three harm, right? You smash up one, uh, and you like, actually, you described to me like a little bit, like, what do you do here? Like, there's about a dozen of them. <clears throat> about a dozen of them. The first one, yeah. Dane will pretty much just tackle to the ground and like wrench free whatever weapon that they can. And then, like, with their body weight and still on top of them, they're gonna swing wildly, like, at their left, at whatever creature is at their left with whatever's yes. in their hand. Um, and basically just like it just try and like take care of those two and then just let the mouths defend like if there's an incoming punch or weapon and stuff they're gonna let the mouths eat it you know like a shovel come in the way he'll like move a shoulder in the way and try and like let that like let the one of the mouths bite off the head or just send it into the void and just he's he's he doesn't care about taking hits he just cares about dealing with them the pain is actually um giving him a bit of a rush. Yeah, so this is what I'm going to say. Um, one of the things I can mark is intense pain. They take like their axes and their shovels in addition, they start chipping away at your body and it, it actually fucking hurts. Like I think you've, uh, part of this form and part of Dan in general is yep. that you're sort of numb to things, but when they dig those in, like you feel it's as if someone is ripped. It hurts like it would hurt if someone ripped chunks of your body off. Okay. And they like start hammering away at you and you're able to, you know, like, like I said, beat up several of them. Right. Um, you do three harm, is that right? Yes. By the end, you've smashed up about nine of them. There are three left. You you are in a little bit of a bad way. Like you're actually starting to get a little tired. Yeah. Um, because they sort of and actually I think what you hear, um, is that you actually hear off in the distance a few more footsteps coming down the hall, and there is a bit of like, all right, I can keep smashing these guys, but I'm not sure how many more will keep coming. So what is Dane's response to that? Dane. At the very moment, try and figure out which way they're coming from at the moment. Okay, that's going to be a read a bad situation roll. Okay. Fuck my ass. <laughs> Are you okay, dear? Mm, yep. That's another six. <laughs> Baby, oh, more fuck. experience. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm going to say. Um, because I don't often get to do this. You are looking... Um, around and uh, you're trying to evaluate things and you pause and then just one of the one of the three remaining miners just you're kind of a little tired and a little bit slower to react you're probably almost still getting used to this new body some of it is chipped away yeah. you're a little disoriented you hear a swing of a pickaxe and the last thing that you sort of hear is a strike against the side of your head as it digs into the side of your head and then you just you pass out you're gonna take two harm from that okay 
Yeah, I was trying to make sure I got because it's tricky with these guys because they come in numbers, so I have to make sure I kind of yeah, calculate. Them. Which would only be, I guess, a one harm yeah. for you because one of it's reduced, right? Mm -hmm. But you actually take some damage. <laughs> Dane gets some alleys. <laughs> and you just, you black out for a bit. There's not going to be a flashback scene again, don't worry. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but you black out for a little bit. Cassandra, you're going to attempt to talk to Dane, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give me... Last time you didn't do this, you just sort of paused, but I think maybe you can trip this how you want. Maybe if you want this to work a little better, um, maybe have slightly less, uh, more chance of success, which I imagine Cassandra would in this moment. Is there an ingredient, anything you'd pull out of the bag to help, anything like that? So the thing that Cassandra pulls out of the bag is a conch shell. Ah. God <laughs> fucking damn it, I love this. Yes, yes. Chaos. What do you do with the magic conch? The conch has spoken. <laughs> oh, first nothing. First nothing. nothing. You do nothing because that's what the conch says. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> um, anyways. What was it? Cassandra just puts it up to her ear. That's it. <laughs> All right. And I guess you sort of sit there and go into that trance-like state again yeah. where you kind of are trying to talk. All right, roll me. This is kind of loosely try to communicate with something in a language you don't share. Um and uh, roll me use magic. And that's a six. And again, <laughs> so these are the options. You can take a luck. Ashton could try to help out in some way, or you could take a plus one again in exchange for a minus two to never manipulate someone roll later on. You and Ashton can, or you and Chris, I guess, kind of above the table can decide what you sort of want to do here. The only way I can think of helping you possibly would be like he would turn down the radio so that it would help you focus a little oh, bit yeah, more. Oh yeah, because Ashton would be blasting like loud ass heavy metal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, the in the car? Up. Or just, just with you. In the car. Are in the car. Oh, are you, yeah. you're back to the car now is where you've got yeah, to keep some right. edge. <laughs> keep yeah. some okay. edge. That's hilarious. Okay. Um, He's got a Bluetooth kind of speaker a... in his back pocket. Oh, I think you actually notice, you notice Cassandra's having trouble focusing and Cassandra for a little bit, that urge to scratch more, to like power through flares up a little bit, but Ashton notices and is going to try to do like an actually self selfless thing, which is kind of him. Just. You know, it's a big sacrifice to turn down his fucking heavy metal music. Um, you're gonna roll help out, Ashton. Okay. So that's plus three. So that's an exact twelve because I rolled a nine. God damn. Okay. So Cassandra, you get up to. I think you're like you cannot focus. And I think what makes this better, in some sense, makes you feel slightly better, is Ashton does this without you having to tell him. He just notices <laughs> and turns down the music a bit. And um, I guess I still have to pick the glitches, right? It's still how we're doing this. Yep. I, okay, yes, 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 yes. This is going to be very, 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 very intriguing. <laughs> Cassandra, pick a body part. Oh. Think very carefully. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. God. Oh, no. Damn. Arm. A left or right? Um, left arm. Entire arm? The hand. Okay. So, this is what I'm going to say. Um, we're going to get to this in a sec, so that... Just, just note that left hand for now. So, what happens is Dane, everything is black for you for a bit, um, which is, I think, one of, probably the only time Dane knows what it's like to sleep is if he's unconscious, I guess. Yeah, really. Maybe you're having, you know, some, some I don't know, maybe dreams or something. You can decide that in your own terms. But whatever wakes you up out of them is Cassandra's voice in your head. What are you, Cassandra, you, you're, what are you saying to the conch shell? 
Um, basically saying, like, uh, uh, Dane, are you alive? Like, please answer me. Please, I, I hope this works, I swear. Dane, in the state that he is in, and angry as he is, will, I get magic just kind of waking up on the cavern floor, right? And just, no, actually. Oh. No. You, when you wake up, uh, and the, Cassandra's voice is in your head and in your head alone. It's not ringing out around you around the mountain, mm-hmm. which is actually going to be very much to your benefit right here. Because what you hear, it's a similar sound as to what you heard when you first wake up. It's the sound of a minecart moving. And as you adjust, you look around and you realize that this time you are in the minecart. And as you look, I think you try to sit up and you realize you can't. And as you look down, it's because your body's been broken in half by something. You are basically being transported as if you are just a, more of coal to be moved throughout the mine. Dane. <clears throat> being the prideful motherfucker that he is. Nothing can kill me. And Dane will push himself up by his arms if he can in the mine cart and kill whatever is right there. Okay. Roll me another kick some ass. And actually, you gotta roll me at minus one on going for sure here. Oh, yeah. That would put me at. I have one. I have one on going because I've been hurt, and then the minus one on going because of everything else that's going on. So that puts me at a neutral 10. Okay. So you do get to pick one extra effect. And what are you attacking with? Are you attacking with the mouse? Now be honest. Would you get your life drain here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm fine with that. Just wanted to check. Oh, yeah. All the king's horses and all the king's men could never put Dane back together again. Never again. <laughs> yeah, Dane is just upset. He's gonna he's gonna fuck him up a lot. He doesn't care. He's so he is so angry right now. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think. God, I, I don't want to just keep cranking the damage up on you, but I think you try to get up and wail around, and you see it's more of these guys. They're they're carrying the cart. And so, Cassandra, what you hear is nothing can heal me, kill me. And then I guess I don't, I don't think the way it's been described that you can hear what's going. You can just hear kind of what Dane sort of says or thinks, right? Is that fair? Mm-hmm. So I think you, you can sort of either hear Dane thinking, I don't know, what is like just probably hearing you like, or whatever, right, Clyde? I'm gonna kill you, and then I'm gonna kill you. And none of you are gonna put me down again. So you hear all that, Cassandra, and Dane, from your perspective, like you grab probably one of. The, like, are you okay if I narrate some of this? Yeah, please, to, please. Okay. Uh, Dane uh, is you enraged. grab like one of the. You grab one of the miners' like heads and just bang it down. And I think the coal mouths like they chomp at the coal whenever it like falls anywhere, and they yeah. just like eat at everything that they damage because mm-hmm. you're a coal creature now. And actually, if I can give a fun little hint here, when the mouths eat something. There's almost like a little belch of flame that comes out, like it's coal burning up inside of them. <laughs> um, oh boy. <laughs> yes. And you do that. So you do like, what is it? Three harm again? Yeah. Okay. I think there's, you know, maybe like about three harms worth of guys around you. And cause that's kind of what you about had, you know, left yeah. around last time. I think right. that sort of works. Mm-hmm. You smash one down. He drops his pickaxe out of the air. You grab that, swing it around, decapitate another. And then one more tries to turn around and get you, and you just like I think grab his face and just crush it while the mouths chomp away at it. Yeah. That that it's the it's your left hand, I guess. This time you grab out with the one that's particularly mad because it's got the flashback yeah. going on with it in particular. Just grabs it and just just chomps down on the guy's head, 
and then you're alone. However, I want to throw a little bit of a complication at you. The cart starts to move a little bit again, and you realize it's on a bit of an incline, and you actually realize that the tunnel is almost shifting to incline it more, and you can hear, for the first time, there is a source of light that is not from you, Dane, and it is coming down from whatever the end of this tunnel is, and it is a bright, fiery, reddish-orange. Does not give you good vibes as you slide towards it. Uh, no. You can still talk to Cassandra, though. Dane is not intentionally speaking to Cassandra, but will be thinking these things and be like, I don't want to go towards that. And will kind of, like, <laughs> throw his body weight to, like, tip, if he can, like, tip the minecart over. There'll be a roll here. Cassandra, do you say anything in response to all of this that's happening? I think it's almost like you're on the call and then you're like, like a bunch of angry thoughts. It's like, it's like looking like, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Dane, what are you talking about? What light? Where the fuck are you? I'm inside the mountain. There are coal. There's coal everywhere. And I'm getting really sick and tired of it. We're, we're going to try to find a way to get you out, okay? Ask your friends, the friends of our friends, to see if they know how to put coal together. Where are my legs? You are able to see your legs, I'll say. Yes. Yeah, Dane'll grab his legs uh, <laughs> and just kind of like put it to his body. <laughs> Does it work? them on like pants. Um, but you're still trying to tip the minecart over, right? Oh, yeah, 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 very much. Just okay, kind give of me like... A, give me an act under pressure roll for that. God help me. Yeah, God help you, you poor what sweet man. What the fuck is this ass shit? I think you need to get better dice, dude. I think you need... I think Chris needs to give one of his dice to Clyde. They need to swap. <laughs> I would if I could fucking locate them. I... Yeah. They... Oh, I hate using luck, but I'm going to use one. I want it to be a 12. I Dane is not going towards whatever fiery abyss that lies beneath. Yeah, that's good for you, bud, because that's it's it would have been bad. Remind me, what is the luck for you? For me, uh, when I spend a point of luck, my monstrous side gains power. Um, my curse may become stronger or another breed disadvantage may manifest. Okay, interesting. Um... I think this is what I'm going to say. I think this is a more intensifying. Everything, you know, the, what's motivating you in this circumstance is not, no no positive emotion here, I think is what the motivate. It is just, I am not going to be made into a thing. I am, yeah. you know, I need to be, it's, it's, your pride is very damaged. This is like yeah. way more than even the first fight, even in the climax that you've gotten the shit kicked out of you. Oh yeah. But, and you just, you sort of use that, like the energy of like the mouths are like, yeah, that's right. No one's going to fucking do this to us again. Oh, I yeah. think even a few of the mouths like on the legs <laughs> that are still open, look at you. Like, are you really going to let this fucking happen to us? Yeah, right. <laughs> and you use that energy and you just tilt the card over. So basically the, the consequence here, it might manifest as like a penalty at some point. I'll try to make a note of it. But basically like you are full on anything that like, the threshold for when you have to like act under pressure to avoid your pride is just that much higher now. Yeah. yeah. Or lower, I guess. Yeah. But you tilt the card over and it comes to a crash and you do manage to get your legs out. Although again, they're still not a part of you. So you're kind of having to like crawl around. Yeah. <laughs> Cassandra, 
Mm. I mean, you can still talk to Dane for the, the yeah. little bit here. Yeah. And in fact, I'm going to just say, I think you can, I'll see how long I want it to last, but I think since it wasn't of short duration, I think you kind of have at least for a little while longer, you know, a link with Dane. I mean, basically just it's telling, telling Dane to, you know, hold on, keep himself alive for as, uh, as long as he can while we uh, try to figure out what's going on. Keep yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's too late for that. <laughs> so what, what, yeah, do you, do you say something like that? Keep yourself together? Yeah. It's like, yeah. God. Keep yourself together, Dane. Was that a pun? <laughs> yeah, you're pissed off, Dane. You feel like it's an insult. Wait, wait, wait. No? 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 I, I, I... Nothing in here is going to do anything to me that I don't let it. Okay. Um. Um. Cassandra, I'm going to give you this because this is an important thing. When Dane says that, beyond whatever you might, you know, feel, there's a tone in his voice to, to your perception, because you're the only one that can hear it. You feel like he is very upset with you. There's a uh, there's a shift in Cassandra's tone, being like um, a very nervous tone, especially another tone that they use when talking to Dane. And they're just like, uh, just, 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 you know, you know, keep your Keep your self going. I don't need you to tell me that. I see. I just imagine, like, at this moment, like, when Dane is saying that, like, try, you know, he is, like, struggling to, like, get himself upright at this moment. Just, like, yep. like actually, like, physically, like, weakened because he's, like, he doesn't have his legs. He's been fighting for however long. His body's cold, and he's, like, physically, like, supporting himself against the wall. And his body, his voice betrays his actual physical uh, Forgive feeling for right being- now. Worried, yep. fuck. But that's the that's the uh, that's that's the pride in him. So okay, Cassandra, are you gonna keep talking to Dane? I almost feel like you might not. You you actually feel a little bit of a push where it's like you want to stop, even though it might be more tactically advantage. You want to kind of stop talking to him because it's unpleasant. Yeah, uh, Cassandra is not feeling good right now and just just like puts down the shell. Okay, do you, Ashton, what would Ashton see from Cassandra? And um, Mostly, if anything, if Ashton were to glance over, just looking shaken up, but like quickly trying to, um, you know, kind of pull themselves together and uh, try to kind of like, you know, just, just shove that to the side at the moment. Yep. Ashton, what do you do? So, how is he? Wow. Wow. You really are terrible at these things. What? Are we still on speaker? (laughs) Yes. How'd it go? (laughs) (laughs) I want to say yes. That'd be great. I have a feeling I have made a mistake. What gives you that impression? It's Ashton. Of course he has. (laughs) 
Shut up, Grady. <laughs> you don't see this, obviously, Ashton. M, M just like puts a middle finger to the phone. I have meaning it kind of seriously at this point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Um, My plan is working. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't, you don't. Careful what you wish for there, Bucker. <laughs> so, Dane is still alive, but it sounds like he is very angry so he must be fighting a lot of things and might not be going well he usually uh, gets upset when the fights don't go well yeah but I think he's strongest when he's angriest yeah alright so does this change our, our plan at all are y'all are we still gonna try to go in and save him or is, is that just probably worse since he'll probably fight us too glance over to Cassandra like trying to keep an eye on the road but also glancing over to Cassandra <laughs> um I <sighs> to be honest I don't know I it could go bad either way okay um let's let's uh let's meet up in town and we can talk about it more there and then wherever we go from there, um, it'll be it'll be quicker. It'll we'll we'll work it out. Um, we'll figure something out. All right. All right. We'll see you. So, uh, go ahead. Where exactly are we uh, meeting up? Um, she pulls out her phone. There's like a little cafe or whatever. We can go. Probably, honestly, we're probably all fucking hungry. So let's just, you know, it's gonna sound kind of bullshit. Let's just get some food and talk and think. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we should grab food. I mean, I'm hungry, for sure. I made breakfast this morning, though I'm the only one who ate it. Um, there was breakfast? There was breakfast, yes. You would know that if someone stayed in the house, but no, everyone likes the... <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then what... Well, because I guess the question, you're already driving away. I envisioned y'all staying there in case you wanted to do the plan there, but you're already driving away, right? That's what you've established. Or you're in the car in the parking lot, maybe. Yeah, I thought we were driving towards the town itself. Okay, that that's totally fine. That's what I've envisioned. I think Em is just like, fine, let's, okay, fine. Let's just meet somewhere in town. We'll talk, we'll meet up, we'll figure it out, and we'll go from there. But it'll be easier in person, probably. We can show you all the map. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, can't wait to see this, uh, how the map has changed. Oh, it's a doozy this time. I'm sure you're going to love it. Oh, boy. All right. Talk to you later, Greeny. Just hangs up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Savage. Yes. <laughs> what is your goal here? I want them to antagonizing. hate Ashton just yeah, so no, much. Yeah, they, no, they hate, they hate Ashton. You've accomplished that. Um, which, I think, which, to be clear, I think is great. I, I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, I'm just glad it's not me anymore. I don't know what kind of uh, relationship they wanted with Ashton, but... Uh, I, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, this is perfect. I think they were like... Because, again, Ashton's mom was part of the reason they got into this. And it's like, oh, I get to meet them. Like, okay, wow, their kid's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> their kid's just a prick. Wow, Olivia's uh, kid no is reason a to like mom. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. What have they um, done for him? <laughs> Cassandra, the one thing that you notice when you put that phone down, you look over at your hand and creeping around the edges of it, it is starting to turn to coal. <laughs> it's, so, I'm gonna, if it's okay with me, I envision that that was the hand you had up with the concha. I know it might yeah. make more sense every way, but it just it tracks. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's right. And then on top of everything, the bag starts to stir, Cassandra. Um, yeah, Cassandra going from uh, hand turning to coal, uh, something weird going fucky with the bag <laughs> is just. Yeah. It's like looking back and forth from like the hand to the bag before settling on the bag um, and goes to open it. Out of the bag comes an arm, but it is not necessarily a particularly human arm. It is segmented. It is fuzzy. There is a three-pronged claw at the end of it. No fucking way! This um, son of a bitch! Another <laughs> arm comes out. <laughs> and then no. a head with uh, some uh, fuzzy-rimmed neck and long, slender antenna, big compound eyes, and a wide, friendly, if not completely trustworthy grin. Pop sounds like, ah. Oh. Hey there, Cass. Long time no see. Um, just, uh, just it was in the area, and I figured, uh, figured I'd check in, see how the bag is doing, you know? Just like to check, uh, check in on my clients. Oh, my God. To fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You okay, you okay Chris? No, I just like I've been joking about how Ashton, if he saw this dude, like depending on the circumstance, would shoot him or try to cause harm to him. This is literally provoking that. (laughs) So I, you know, I don't want to take agency away from Cassandra, but Ashton, like, do you do a thing? When you yeah, see it, he, you like, see it too. he like glances out of the corner of his fucking eye and sees this shit and he goes, what the fuck? And then he just like <laughs> swerves the car and like reaches for his gun. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, oh. And he, um, when Jimmy sees Ashton, Jimmy goes, oh, whoa, whoa. and then there's like a moment where he pauses. And it's like, almost seems to like be a little bit surprised and then starts to try to find his word. Oh, um, hello, random stranger who I have never seen before who is also here um he actually starts looking like a little nervous uh hey uh no no need no need for anything just uh here to check in just wanted to talk to Cass over here sorry bit of a grand entrance kind of that sort of guy you know yeah if you uh if you want to talk to them uh don't do it my fucking car buck out all right Cass can we step out for a moment and have a little bit of a side chat Fuck is How going you doing, on? by the way? The fuck is going on? Hey, your pal Jimmy is here is what's going on. Just needed to chat about some stuff. This man's pack <sighs> is impeccable. And then, like, Cassandra, like, points to Ash and you didn't tell me what the fuck is going on, too, with this. And then we'll, like, step out of the car when Ashen stops. Yeah. Up. Ashton, like, holding his fucking gun, like, in his right hand and then driving with his left. Just, like... But earlier, like while he was taught, like saying, like maybe don't do it in my car. He like fucking cocked it while he was talking, <laughs> like pulled the hammer back, and then just was like, like he he pulls over you to the able to um, fire that and drive. Haven't you? He pulls over. He pulls over onto the side of the road, and like put puts the car in park, and then just like looks looks to this fucking thing that just came out of the bag and just goes. I I already really don't like you. Ah, uh, don't worry. I'm really charming. I'm sure I'll change that opinion soon enough. Because as I, I said, doubt that. we have we have never met. 
and you know we're strangers and we can totally be friends he just kind of squints like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) um do you want to before we cut to cassandra are you actually trying to like figure out what's going on a little bit. He's kind of fucking confused why he's talking like this. Yes. I promise we're going to cut to you, Celeste. I you promise I just want to get back. <laughs> this, this is so funny. I uh, rolled a four. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what can I do? Um, let me let me ask you this, then. I get to ask you questions when you fail and investigate a mystery role. Ashton, who is someone with a little bit of power in, you know, the, the underworld, so to speak, that you have pissed off that you would love to not ever have to interact with again i actually have a name for that wow i don't have to come up with shit on the spot victor <laughs> what carlino what is his name victor carlino well who is victor carlino just to give me a little brief he thing. is um so i mean this isn't this is less for i guess people here rather if anyone knows what i'm talking about when i say this but it's basically like uh from like the scp universe where it's like marshall carter and dark where it's uh oh, people yes. who traffic uh magical items anomalies stuff like that yeah and make like Jimmy, profit but like off a of it corporate a little bit more a little bit larger scale very much so and they in seemingly has been around since nobody knows and, and is, why it is Ashton pissed off, or why why is Ashton pissed them off? Um, want to see them. Let's just say there was some complications with a few jobs that he was given, in which certain things didn't end up where they were supposed to, and ended up in Ashton's care. So you robbed him. Yes. Robbed is a bit of a harsh term. <laughs> I love that. So, Jimmy and Cassandra step out. So, uh, who's, uh, you know, we can worry about your friend later, um, who I, again, have never seen before in my entire life. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, how's the bag working out? How's it going? You know, I only give you the finest stuff. Uh, what was it? Like, as Cassandra's kind of, like, stepping out of the car. And it's also, like, just dusting off the bed, like, grumbling. It's like, oh, you got your moth dust all over it. Ah, no, 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 no. It's fine. Don't worry. I got moth balls for that. As in, these moth balls. And he does. He's like, I'm just kidding. Everybody knows moths don't have dicks. It's fine. I want to kill him um, so bad. This trans moth. More than a The person you win, this trans moth is the worst fucking person you've ever met. I don't think we've established it in the story that he's trans. I mean, we have, I all know, but I don't think he said anything yet. Um, actually, I think it probably when he says so, it. Yeah, it's actually great. You know, I got off scot-free on that regard. I don't even have to worry about, you know, do you honestly know, do you know how difficult it is to find surgeons that specialize in gender-confirming surgeries and cryptobiology? It's a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Anyways. <laughs> Are y'all okay? Why does he make me <laughs> seethe with rage? <laughs> because you want to be honest a little bit here goes this my heart. It's kind of like looking into a mirror a little bit. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's just what it's like to be you. I don't, yes. I don't like it. Yeah, except I love oh, you, love so it's it okay so for me. It's so fucking funny. You know what they say. Diversity um, wins. Uh, imitation something something uh, imitation. affection. I don't know. No. Imitation. There was the Im- imitation's the best form of uh, flattery. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, we're just flattering you by showing <laughs> you a mirror. So, 
I love how Chris is not none of your seeing this, but Chris has leaned back into into his chair and is just sulking. In the dark. I'm rolling through my In the dark. Instead. You can just barely see his face. <laughs> okay. So, um, Ash, uh, so Cassandra, yeah, so then he's like, All right, you know, so pleasantries aside, um, you know, bag working out okay, right? No defects to speak of. Everything in working order, correct? Yes, the bag is fine. It's working Excellent. as you intended. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah, working absolutely to the T, as I say. I only specialize in the best items. Now, um, you may remember, you may remember at the time of purchase, uh, you know, you didn't exactly, you know, uh, sort of made a little bit of a deal. Um, you know, you, I help you out a little bit. You help me out later a little bit at an undisclosed time with an undisclosed task. Uh, the undisclosed time is now, and the task is uh, also where's um where's your big friend? He'd be perfect for this. <sighs> See, Jimmy, that's the thing. Jane is currently unavailable at the moment. Oh, well, we better fix that. Um, probably help you out with that. Uh, See, like uh, y'all on like a break or something. I didn't think y'all were together like that, but uh. <laughs> He got eaten by a mountain. Oh, that's an incredible inconvenience. I knew a friend once who got eaten by a mountain. He died. It was pretty sad, but, uh... I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. That's <laughs> 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 we've ever fucking made. Yeah. I think it was... I'm realizing how much y- this is literally a mirror, and I so <laughs> I loathe this we so much. That makes me love it even more. Oh. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, he's like. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. We'll figure. Yeah. Guy got. Maybe it was more like a hill. I don't remember. Um. Anyways. So I. I um. Yeah. The reason why he'd be great. Uh, do you happen to know? You don't happen to know anyone by the name of uh, Victor Carlino, right? Does that speak anything to you? No. Okay, you know what? Probably for the best. So, um, so your you pal Jimmy, you know, I, I trade stuff, specialize in stuff, uh, may have, um, you know, had some interactions with Mr. Carlino. He's a very popular person in our sort of, you know, the industry that I specialize in. A few things went a little bit sideways, uh, made some deals, uh, Made some deals in Atlantis. Atlantis is a lovely time of year right now. Uh, pissing people <laughs> off. Yes! Um, <laughs> ah, Thank you so much. This may this may hurt me, but I know that it hurts Daisy more. But, <laughs> so y'all, y'all still, oh, you haven't seen what's coming next, Chris. Um. So um. So you know, made some deals. Uh, he especially you know he's got an operation down there. Unfortunately, made some enemies of some mermen. Um, however, your pal Jimmy, very resourceful, managed to deal with them. Thankfully, there was uh, an individual traveling around there. I planted in his head the idea that it was the quote-unquote law in Atlantis that you had to kill mermen. <laughs> and, you know, your pal Jimmy, your pal Jimmy got it taken care of, um, which is great. You know, very solid solution to the problem. The problem has remanifested in a new form, which is now, you know, the that my men are after me. Um, and it's hard to do business in Atlantis when my men are after. So I was just wondering if you could kill some mermen for me. Very plain and simple. I'm sure the big guy will be great at it. We'll find him, you know, wherever he is. I'm sure, you know, uh, we'll 
chop open a mountain stomach or whatever the fuck we gotta do for that. Big guy kills the mermen. You got the bag. Everyone is square. It's fantastic. What do you say? Jimmy. Jimmy. We're in the yes, middle of the fucking... Cass. Do not call me Cass. I swear to God, Anything if you call you me... Say, Cass, no worries. I will rip your wings off. I got a spare, don't worry. Mama, my mama always said, never leave house without a spare set of wings. Uh, as you can see, we're in the middle of the fucking mountain. We're in the fucking forest. You think any mer people are gonna come here and get your ass right now? Is this really the surgeon? I need to go get my best friend of a damn mountain. My hand is turning into coal. Oh damn! I have bigger problems than this. Oh man, you really fucked up, didn't you? <laughs> I seem to have potentially alienated you. I will rewind that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, well, so, I mean, here's the thing, you know, mermen, mermen are very resourceful, so is Victor Calvino, there was absolutely no, and it, I did actually tell them when they tried to contact me that I had, uh, you know, two very powerful individuals, and I may have described you in a certain degree of detail, so God. as to be more intimidating. You fucking <laughs> damn it, Jimmy! <laughs> now, okay, now, this is, I, I sense that there's a bit of tension, but you got, I, you got the bag, right? The bag is working. The deal was you do something for uh, Jimmy, just something for you. You do something for Jimmy. I'm being an honorable businessman and giving you the good bag. It's time for you to uphold your honor and giving Jimmy what Jimmy needs in this particular moment. <sighs> so he needs one dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe maybe more than some individual, but yeah, you know, just put the fear of... Uh, fear of uh, whatever his name was into him and I'm sure they'll they'll just scatter off. It'd be no big deal. You won't make any long-term enemies or anything. It's not uh -huh. how this works. Not at all. Uh-huh. 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 <sighs> so much for trying to stay under the goddamn radar. Yeah, it's overrated. You gotta have a big name for yourself, you know? Gotta be popular. No. No. Works for you. Not for me. Does it work for him? That's true. There is only one Jimmy Garbanzo out there. You know, not everyone can have the spotlight. Thank God there's only one. Ashton honks the horn and then leans out the window. Let's go already! <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So, uh, can I, um... Do you need some... I can, you know, you and your friend, uh, where are you headed? Are you headed to get your friend out of the mountain? We're heading back to... We're heading back to, you know, figure things out. Oh, could you could you perhaps chance use something that might help get your friend out of a mountain? I already owe enough to you at this moment. So no. Alright, well if your friend stays stuck in that mountain for too long, like I said, my friend got eaten by a mountain, didn't get out. You may wanna, you know, your pal Jimmy can totally hook you up with something. Huh? Yes. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Not no, right you now. you want to chance it? Oh, no. Okay. No, not it's, right now, Jimmy. The big guy gets eaten by a mountain and doesn't come out. Both of us are going to be in a lot of trouble. So, you know, just think about, just think about it. That wing tearing is going to become reality if you don't shut your mouth. Oh, you are as sweet as ever, my dear flower. All right. Um, because <laughs> I will be in touch. Do not worry. Your pal Jimmy will never be far. Um... 
Well, I will communicate further details to you down the line. If any mermen show up, tell them I wasn't here or kill them. And then he just grabs the bag, does the little inside out thing again, and he's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. God damn. Oh my god. Fucking Adla- Dana! <laughs> you, you don't know something? everything. You don't know everything about Atlantis, you right? deserve this. You haven't. I don't worry. Been a good player. <laughs> you've been a great player. Don't worry. This wasn't about you. So, uh, I think the last thing we'll do here, fun little cliffhanger. Dane, you are on the ground trying to put your legs together. What you hear down the, a passageway behind you, moving somewhat cautiously, is another pair of footsteps. What do you do? Dane will turn their torso, fuck the legs at this moment in time, they will turn their torso in the direction of thing, full mouth open and get ready to fight. Because um, he can't exactly move at this moment, so... What you see actually coming around the corner is another another source of light, except this one, rather than being a you know red glow either from your hands or ominously down the end of a tunnel, is a little bit um, kind of a whiter, bluer shade. And you realize it's a headlamp. And cautiously, a face peers around the corner. And then I assume you are there like ready to just yeah. go to town on whatever this is. Bearing teeth or the closest semblance of it. Uh, and like growling like a dog and the the steps kind of go around the corner and it looks and it sees you and involuntarily this individual lets out a scream and it's ah um and they fall back and they're like oh god oh god oh god oh fuck i didn't think they could get any worse all right all right joe you got this and you realize (laughs) standing there falling back (laughs) is your delightful new friend Joe. God damn it. Today to just be like, oh fucking hell. Time's over. Oh, damn. No thinking in this house. No thoughts head empty. Just no go. No thoughts, thoughts, head, thoughts head, empty. head empty. Everyone thought the same thing. We have one great self. To quote Dane, there are no thoughts in this head.